Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. These programs are based on the ministry of Witness Lee and his 21-year crowning work, The Life Study of the Bible, which focuses on the enjoyment of Christ as the divine life as revealed in the Bible. We hope that through these studies you'll be brought into a deeper enjoyment of the Scriptures and of our dear and precious Lord Jesus. You can contact us by sending email to radio at lsm.org or reach us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. Now, let's join today's program. Peter, we all know, was one of the original disciples of the Lord Jesus. He also became an apostle and was very much used by the Lord to bring the church into being in both the Jewish world and the Gentile world. But in addition, he was an elder of the church in Jerusalem. It was on this basis that he wrote personally to all of the elders of the various local churches in chapter 5 of his first epistle. His words of exhortation surely were helpful in instructing the elders of various matters concerning how to govern the church. But if you consider his own life and experience, they are also words of tremendous inspiration as well. Matt Miller is here, fellowship this matter of the elder Peter. Good to have you, Matt. Good to be here, Chris. Today we have a very striking program with a very sobering result. I think what's important to realize, and uh, Witness Lee points out, as we'll hear, uh, but it's not too much to say it in advance and then have him say it and maybe say it again after we've listened to him, as we do frequently on this program. Peter's writing not in a void here. He's writing with a backdrop. He had had so much experience of the Lord earlier in his life and all through his walk as a believer suffered many trials and had a lot of sufferings himself. The theme of suffering is a consistent one throughout this book and also his second epistle, isn't it? It is, Chris, and uh, like you said, there's some landmark verses, some landmark moments in Peter's life, and we're going to kind of go through that whole life and see it in what he's saying in these few verses in First Peter chapter 5. There's something he says later in the second epistle, but it also goes back to the very beginning word in the Gospel of John chapter 21 where he talks to Peter specifically about the kind of death Peter will die. Right. And then again, in Acts, after the Lord dies and resurrects, in chapter 1, verse 8, he talks about the kind of witnesses they'll be. So the subject generally of the portion we're going to get in today is being a witness of the suffering of Christ, and that is the, the, exactly the language Peter uses in verse 1 of chapter 5. Therefore the elders among you I exhort, who am a fellow elder, and witness of the sufferings of Christ, who am also a partaker of the glory to be revealed. And I think it's uh, really uh, this last part of the verse linked with the matter of being a witness of the sufferings that will have the most impact as we uh, go on today. Don't you agree? I agree, Chris. There's uh, three main statuses Peter mentions here in this verse, and we're going to see that in the program today. First, he's an elder, then he's a witness, and then he's a partaker of the glory. Wow. They all go together. They do. Well, we've had a short introduction. I think that's just as well. Let's uh, get right to the portion before us and Witness Lee sharing from 1 Peter chapter 5. Therefore, the elders among you, I entreat who am a fellow elder and uh, witness of the sufferings of Christ. Peter 
was uh, not only a fellow elder, but also a witness of the sufferings of Christ. The word witness in Greek, the basic meaning is a martyr. And this means you have to bear a testimony as a witness at the uh, risk to sacrifice your life. And Peter surely did this. We all know from the first day of the Pentecost, he gave a strong testimony, witnessing the sufferings of Christ. You know, if you read Acts chapter 2, he told the Jews, the persecuting Jews, the crucifying Jews, the Jews who crucified the Lord Jesus on the cross. And uh, Peter was so bold. You know, before the day of Pentecost, Peter was not that bold. Peter was uh, the first timid one. When the Lord Jesus was under the trial, a little girl came to Peter. Oh, you are one that follows this man. He said, no. No, I am not one. You see, the right way, in front of the Lord, denied the Lord. He had no boldness. That was not Peter. That was a piece of clay. That was salmon. Clay. Just a little water poured upon a piece of clay. It what? It become a mess. Right? But after the day of Pentecost, he rebuked the Jews. You crucified him. You put him on the cross. You. He rebuked all the Jews. He was bold. After that day, they arrested them and put him into prison. So he put his life on his witness. Matt, you and I were together a little more than a week ago uh, with the program, and we, we talked, I think, near the end of the program about the change in Peter over time. And uh, that is really striking in this portion, isn't it? We see Peter in the gospel denying the Lord in this uh, story that I think we all are familiar with. And the contrast between that and what Peter becomes, even just not that many days later, is remarkable, isn't it? It's a miraculous transformation. The very uh, picture of the transformation he wants to do with every believer and, uh, you know, you look at Peter in the Gospel of John, all the Gospels, I mean, the story at the end of the Lord's life, he was witnessing the Lord's suffering, but as he was witnessing, he was also denying the Lord. Yeah. This little girl comes and he, aren't you one of them? Oh, no. And eventually he curses, and then the Lord looks at him. You know, we have a song that said it's the look that melted Peter. It says after Peter caught the eye of the Lord, he went out and he wept bitterly. Right. And uh, the next time you see Peter is after the Lord resurrects, and we all know the story, and then eventually at the beginning of Acts, speaking boldly, you crucified him, denying the Lord to a girl, the end of the Gospels, at the beginning of Acts, now he's ready to die. He's ready to die for the Lord, speaking boldly for the Lord, and uh, ready to be a martyr. In fact, I want to point out, Chris, one of the things that Witness Lee said about this word witness. Mm -hmm. To be a witness for the Lord, every elder should be a witness for the Lord. 
And if they're not willing to be a witness, they're not worthy of being an elder. But what does it mean to be a witness? It means you're willing to give up your life. Because that word is the same word for martyr. You're willing to be a martyr for the Lord. And and uh, I'd like to read a footnote in the recovery version. It's on this verse. It's Acts chapter 1, verse 8, which says, You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. The footnote on witnesses says, literally this means martyrs. Those who bear a living testimony of the resurrected and ascended Christ in life, differing from preachers who merely preach doctrines in letters. Wow. This is really quite a picture of Peter. When you read Peter, he's not there just preaching. He's not teaching doctrines. He's there testifying. He's witnessing. He's laying down his whole life on behalf of this Christ. Matt, we made reference in the opening today that, again, the backdrop, not just Peter's failure in the gospel that is so uh, well-known, but also the Lord's word to him in John chapter 21. I'd like to read that. In verse 18, it begins at that point. Truly, truly, I say to you, and this is the Lord's talking specifically to Peter, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish to go. Now this he said, signifying by what kind of death he would glorify God. And when he had said this, he said to him, follow me. Well, as we will hear and as history records, Peter did follow him, not uh, perfectly and on the first try, but he eventually followed him faithfully as we've seen, not just his bold speaking uh, in the book of Acts, but uh, even to the end of his life when he suffered a very similar kind of martyrdom, didn't he? That's right, Chris. I'm looking forward to the rest of this program. All right, here's Witness Lee again. Well, I know this story. And he remembered the Lord's word. In Acts 1, the Lord told him, and the Spirit of God will come upon you. They all will be witnesses to me from Jerusalem through Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost of uh, the earth. Witnesses. So, Peter was the first witness, the leading witness. And eventually we all know that he was also crucified. This was true. He was martyr. So, he sacrificed his life on his witnessing for Christ. No doubt, when he wrote this epistle, he was quite old. In the second epistle, he told this. He still remembered the Lord's prophecy concerning his martyrdom. You know, in John chapter 21, the Lord told him that uh, at his old age, he would be, what? A sacrifice. He will die for the glory of God. He remembered this. So, when he wrote these two epistles, that prophecy was still within him. Now he says, he was not only an elder in Jerusalem, but also a witness, a martyr, to testify the sufferings of Christ, when also a partaker of the glory about to be revealed. Three things 
One is the elder, the other is a witness, a martyr, and the third one is a partaker. And I hope that all the elders don't forget you need to be a witness. You need to put your life into your testimony. You should be ready to sacrifice your life. If you are not willing to risk your life, you are not qualified to be an elder. Then surely you will be a partaker of the glory. Matt, this is very striking. Of course, elder in the New Testament usage is the governing office of the church, uh, and the elders were the ones that needed to be apt to teach, as Paul says. And you know, in a sense, the function of the pastor was uh, largely that of the elders. And the requirement here that Peter gives to the elders is not that they be seminary trained, not that they spend years and years in Bible study, which certainly would be helpful, but all the elders need to be witnesses willing to sacrifice even their lives for the testimony. That's right, Chris. And you see uh, Paul mentioned in Timothy that to desire that office is a good thing. It's good to aspire for that. And many young people have a good aspiration, but I hope some of those young people who are listening today would hear the soberness and the gravity of what it means to aspire to that place of responsibility in the church of the eldership. It Mm -hmm. means you need to be willing to give up your life for the Lord. You need to be willing to sacrifice your life on his behalf. And, and this really, when you put all these verses together, as the life study does here and Witness Lee is doing in this radio program today, from the very beginning of Peter in the Gospels to the beginning in Acts, where, you know, the martyrship, you know, in, in Acts, they were asking the Lord right before the verse we read, Lord, is this the coming of the kingdom? Are you coming now to set up your kingdom? Right. And his response was, "Is you shall be my martyrs. <laughs> yeah. In other words, oh, it's like a, a little disconnect there. We thought the kingdom was coming in. Well, kingdom, not like you think. In fact, I, let me read that first, Chris. I read Acts 1.8, and I had intended before I came into the studio today to read the verse before that as well, because they're asking in verse 6, Lord, are you at this time restoring the kingdom to Israel? And he says in verse 7, It's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has set by his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. This made a deep impression on Peter. Peter was there as the first apostle. Then he became an elder in the church in Jerusalem eventually. And so he has apostleship status, Mm -hmm. but he's also an elder in the church in Jerusalem. So when he's writing in his epistle in chapter 5 of 1 Peter, he says to the fellow elders, he's taking his position as an elder, not coming as an apostle, but I'm an elder. I'm just like you. You need to be willing to give up your life. These are the three statuses Witness Lee just mentioned. The first, a fellow elder. The second, a witness. And thirdly, a partaker. If you're really a witness, if you're really willing to give up your life for the Lord, then you will, as Peter said, be a partaker of the glory. Matt, I think speaking for most of us, we would like to go from status number one, being an elder, to status number three, 
partaking of the glory of Christ. Both of those are quite uh, attractive to us. And as you said, may even inspire us to have a kind of a holy ambition as a young person. But linking these two, and what we see in Peter's life, is the witness, the martyr. And that doesn't mean we will all be martyred literally, but if we don't come to such an office, such a, a responsibility, with that kind of heart, with that kind of willingness, and that kind of appropriating of Christ, who is the one who is absolute, then we really don't get to the partaking of his glory part, do we? We don't, Chris, and we also don't understand where Peter's coming from. You know, Peter, at the very end of his life, in his second epistle, he said in verse 14 of chapter 1, knowing that the putting off of my tabernacle is imminent, even as also our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me. Mm. He's referring back to the Lord's word to him in John 21. It's, it was clear to him. It's imminent for me. I am going to be martyred. That's the context of Peter's word here to the elders. So if you skip this matter of martyrdom, you miss Peter's heart and spirit. I want to use that to transition now to this third section. Witness Lee links all of this with a verse at the end of chapter 4. And again, I think this gives us insight both into Peter and also into how Witness Lee came to the Bible and studied the Bible. It's truly tremendous. Chapter 4, verse 19 says, So then, let those who also suffer according to the will of God commit their souls in well-doing to a faithful creator. Here's Witness Lee for our final portion. You know, in the preceding uh, chapter, uh, at the end of the chapter, verse 19, you have this word, commit their souls in well-doing to a faithful creator. No doubt, this is not common regular writing. Commit their souls to a faithful creator. This is regular. Could you follow me? What do you understand by the phrase in well-doing? I don't think other writers would insert such a phrase. We all would say, commit their souls to a faithful creator. Right? Very good. And good enough. But Peter, this is his habit. He just insert one word. In well-doing. Commit in well-doing. What does this mean? This means your commitment works only when you are doing nobly. Not only you are doing right, you are doing the good thing, but you are doing nobly. I tell you, when the Lord Jesus was under trial that night, Peter was put on the test. He was not noble, he was chicken. Scared to death. Not noble. But on the day of Pentecost, and then after he was arrested, he answered. All those Pharisees, Sadducees said, listen to man? No. I must listen to God. Noble. Nobly. In well-doing, committed their souls in well-doing actually means committed their souls nobly to a faithful creator. Lord, you are faithful to me, I'm faithful to you. At the risk of my life, surely the Lord would honor such a commitment. Now you understand. 
So Peter was this kind of noble martyr, noble witness. He has the assurance to say he will be a partaker. He doesn't say he will be. He says, I am, who am also a partaker. Do you have the assurance to say you are a partaker of the glory to be revealed? I don't think so. Yeah, as you pointed out, this is a word that all the young people, and I would say all of us older ones, need to hear as well. Uh, it is sobering. We ask ourselves the same question he put before us. You know, I don't think we have such a boldness to give the answer that we know the Lord would like to hear. Couldn't help but thinking of uh, Stephen as he was talking here in Acts chapter 7. You know, he was being stoned and uh, there was that time when he looked and he saw the heavens opened and he saw the Son of Man standing at the right hand. At that moment, he was really committing his soul in well-doing, wasn't he, to a faithful creator? That's a great example, Chris, because that's exactly what Peter was talking about. There's nothing more noble than to become a martyr for the Lord, to commit your soul in well-doing to a faithful creator. And Stephen did that. He's a picture of it. You know, a picture's worth a thousand words, and that's what he did, you know. He said, I see Jesus standing at the right hand of God, and he committed his soul right there to the one he was being martyred for. You know, how many of us have the boldness to say, like Peter did, that he is, I am. He didn't say, I want to be. He didn't say, I hope I will be. He said, I am. It's a real sobering word. I said at the beginning of this program that it's a very striking message with a sobering conclusion. And this, to me, is the sobering conclusion. Would we be able to be in this realm of the well-doing, the well-doing that's worthy of this nobleness that Witness Lee's talking, to have the noble testimony, the noble committing of the soul through a, a life of martyrdom. Matt, this is really uh, part one of a two-part program. These, this uh, program today and uh, tomorrow come from the same Life Study message. And the conclusion of the program tomorrow, I'll just uh, give our listeners a little preview it makes the point that really none of us have this capacity within ourselves. And what it really requires is the laying hold and experiencing of the one who was absolute for God. And that is really where the nobility comes. Peter discovered that after all of the failures, all of the uh, ups and downs of his life. Others seem to get there more quickly, but the destiny for all of us, isn't it, if we desire to follow the Lord to the end? I'm glad you brought that up about Peter, Chris. I was thinking actually... In the New Testament, the big picture, Peter starts out really well, and we're here with him ending really well, but he does have his failures, and sometimes in other life study programs, especially in Galatians, we pointed out Peter's failures, Right. and we won't get into that today, but here there's a real glory, and there's a real honor, and uh, even though Peter had his failures, he still was committing himself in well-doing to a faithful creator. And in the printed life study, Witness Lee uses an example of another one, Polycarp. You know, mm -hmm. Polycarp was a disciple of the Apostle John, right. and Polycarp had an opportunity to deny the Lord and be saved from martyrdom, and his response was, how could I deny one who's never denied me? And he again was martyred. Great picture of a noble committing in well-doing to a faithful creator. Yeah, the church history is full of these examples. Uh, there's a great book, you know, famous historically, Fox's Book of Martyrs, and so many that have gone after Peter and before us that uh, provided this kind of uh, 
example to us. And church history and the Bible itself are full of these accounts, and may they serve as an example, and I would say as an inspiration and a source of motivation for all of us to pursue the Lord to such a degree. Great, as always, to have you with us. And uh, I'd like to call on you, man. I, you work with our website, I think, uh, probably more than anyone here. So normally I like to point out to people the printed life study messages, but we also have a lot of resources on the Internet, don't we? We do, Chris. The entire New Testament recovery version is available with all the footnotes, all the radio programs we've produced in the past are available. More than 500 ministry books are available online at ministrybooks.org. So all these links are available if you go to lsm.org. You can find a lot of resources there. And if you want to contact us to ask about these things specifically or get recommendations on what books might be good, uh, that's also uh, something we're glad to help you with. Our toll-free number, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY, 543 3788. Well, unfortunately, our time has expired today. I'd like to linger here, but we can't do it. But we will be back tomorrow. And as I said, provide part two of this program on Peter's Word to the Elders. So I hope you'll join us for that. For Matt Miller, I'm Chris Wilde, and thanks for listening today. You've been listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee. For 21 years, Witness Lee conducted a comprehensive life study, unveiling how the Bible presents Christ coming to be life to man. These audio programs are based on those messages. But to get the full riches of the life study, we hope you'll visit our website, lifestudy.com. From there, you can read over 1,800 life study messages in their entirety or download more audio programs like this one, all free of charge. Again, the website is lifestudy.com. Thanks for listening today.